there be winners in a global pandemic? For people, certainly not. But businesses can tell a different story. Amazon, its stock price up 45% year-to-date, is expected by some to make CEO Jeff Bezos the world's first trillionaire. You're listening to the Business Extra podcast coming from the National in Abu Dhabi. I'm Kelsey Warner, future editor. With more customers at home and shopping online, Amazon's e-commerce sales are booming. Remote work has also boosted demand for its cloud computing services, which accounted for three quarters of its operating profit in the first quarter, with AWS holding about a third of global market share, trouncing its nearest competitor, Microsoft. Amid the pandemic, Bezos took back the reins to handle day-to-day running of the company. He said, when the company reported first quarter earnings, this crisis is demonstrating the adaptability and durability of Amazon's business as never before, but it's also the hardest time we've ever faced. And here to talk to me today about navigating this crisis amid record demand is Ronaldo Mushawar, VP of Amazon Mina. Hi, Ronaldo. Thanks for being here. Hello. How are you? We're good. It's good to, it's good to speak with you. So while in some markets like the U.S. and parts of Europe, Amazon is practically used like a utility in those places, with Prime members ordering online as easily as they would turn on a faucet or a lamp. But in this part of the world, Amazon is still charting its growth path. Ronaldo, last week, Amazon announced the launch of its site in Saudi Arabia. Well, regionally, you told The National recently that you've hired 30% more staff to cope with rising demand related to COVID-19. So can you tell me what it's been like charting growth during a pandemic? So uh, obviously, uh, our number one priority during the pandemic was to kind of focus initially only on safety, making sure that our employees, our customers, our delivery associates are safe. So we had to go internally, learn from the global teams, look at uh, internal uh, you know, regulations also in the UAE, uh, Ministry of Health, World Health Organization, and come back with the best practices that we can implement in our facilities in the way orders are being delivered to customers. So, for example, over 150 changes were done to our fulfillment centers where we ship our orders from to make sure that social distancing, temperature checks, uh, sanitization, face masks, gloves, uh, all the procedures and processes that are needed to make sure that the, the fulfillment centers are safe. The same online, we encouraged contactless delivery, online payments to make sure that also while we're delivering the order, uh, the orders can be delivered without a contact between the associate and the end customer. So there was a lot of uh, internal reviews and and processes that we had to initially make sure that uh, they're in place before we could really meet the demand. Uh, subsequent to that, obviously, uh, during COVID, we saw a lot more demand coming in. But that was kind of the initial focus as we looked at the, the pandemic and how to how to protect our team's employees. And for most of my teams, that we all started working from home. So we had to adjust also to a new cadence where everyone is working remotely. Right. So your office workers go to a work from home protocol. Simultaneous to that, you're managing a bit of a public health crisis for your fulfillment centers. And then simultaneous to that, you probably have soaring demand as people are turning to online to stockpile goods 
or sort of, can you tell me what, what was the timing of the onset when you realized this was something that Amazon would be grappling with? So I think right early March, we started seeing demand go up uh, and also some shortages in supply coming from the East, so China mainly. Um, you know, for us, categories such as sanitization, uh, material, COVID-related uh, uh, gloves and mask protection, um, working from home type of products such as computers, cameras, all the things you need, office supplies, things you do that usually don't need because you're in the office. But then more to that, home improvement, sports from home, games for kids from home, improve the learning kits or iPads or or tablets for for children. So we saw a massive shift in those categories. And last was the consumable items. So your groceries, things you consume every day, like detergent, water, food, coffee, all these. Uh, we had had launched Prime in the UAE a year ago. So obviously we do have a fairly large Prime member base. And our Prime member base is used to fast, free, great shipping domestically and international. Uh, we have tried super hard for our Prime member to make sure that most delivery still remained within one or two days while we grapple with the increased demand in the categories that I outlined earlier. And so as you are coping with this over the last three months, what does the new normal look like for Amazon Mina? Is your headcount increased? What are, what are you doing to kind of meet ongoing demand as we continue to shop from home? I mean, the new normal is we continue. We know that uh, e-commerce in this part of the region uh, is underpenetrated. There is still a long way to go. So for me, the new norm was to continue to make sure, you know, we're serving customer well, we're safe in serving them. And as you, as you said earlier, we also launched Saudi to continue on the course that we had set out for us while we navigate uh, this uh, pandemic. Uh, from a team perspective, as demand grew, we needed uh, to partner or increase our uh, capacity. Uh, we added, as uh, you highlighted earlier, uh, many associates and team members to help us deal with the demand. But we also went out and partnered with the likes of uh, Emirates Transport, uh, Emirates Post, in Saudi, Saudi Post, trying to basically build a bigger and a, and a faster network for our customers to make sure we are able to deliver to them on promise uh, the goods that they are buying on our side. So we, while we grew our team, I feel we also worked super hard to make sure we're inclusive of many other businesses around us that could benefit from the growth. And we've managed to do that in many, many uh, examples. Right, because Amazon really does rely on its merchant network and also its logistics network to do what it does, to efficiently deliver goods, but also to have a range and price com competitiveness on just kind of anything one can imagine. And that's still kind of growing here in this region. I think there's still room, certainly, for more consumer choice and more perhaps price competition are you seeing that? And, and what is Amazon doing to increase choice, price, speed? We always say our merchants do a better job than us. So you're right. <laughs> it's very important for us to make sure that we are a, we're, we're also working with our merchant in this crisis, educating them on how to 
manage the pandemic, uh, understanding from them their operating cadence. Luckily, in Dubai, we had uh, from the Dubai Committee and the DED uh, a, a permits for many of our sellers to operate on in an online mode. And we provided our merchants uh, the shipping services they need to make sure they're able to ship uh, and have alternative shipping method. At the same time, being understanding that this is not normal and sometimes some of the shipments uh, were a bit later than, than usual. And also we provided them with online learning tooling kits, uh, an app, for example, on their phone that we launch in the region to make sure that they're able to manage their business even when they're not connected to their own business and facility. So on the app, they could update the order fulfillment, they could update their prices, their quantities. Was this an app that was developed in direct reaction to COVID-19 to support your merchants? No, in many places, Amazon had the seller app, but we needed to make sure you know, as we launched the country, we to, to develop the app, make sure it's tailored to the shipping services and the different services that are available here in the region that are different from other places in the world. So we had to customize it to the region, make sure our UAE sellers can use it to manage their business. So these days, what sort of sellers or merchants are you looking to drum up to increase selection? So, I mean, we continue seeing growth across multiple categories. We partnered with many local uh, businesses and uh, uh, retailers to to bring their selection online. Uh, Many of the what we call soft line or fashion products and brands had seen a change in the way uh, customers come to their store. So they wanted to come on and make sure their selection and what they offer is available for our prime member. We also were very cognitive of the smaller shops and businesses and even the grocery chains that have seen a change in the way customers are buying their product and needed support in terms of delivery capacity or Amazon's fulfillment network to make sure they are able to ship the the products to to the customer. And as we provide a fulfillment services, our FBA program to our sellers, it was a matter of just inbounding into our warehouses, the products that they customarily hold and making sure it's available for our prime member, which is the same day, next day deliver delivery uh, promise in a very you know challenging environment. Our fulfillment centers available for the merchants you called out to use and store goods with us. We take care of the packing, delivery, the returns, anything to do with fulfilling the order to the end customer after the order is placed on the website. And what sort of opportunities are you seeing in e-commerce? I mean, you mentioned groceries and the fulfillment infrastructure Amazon can provide to grocery stores. What are some high growth segments you're eyeing as you see consumer trends in COVID? So I named like the all the disinfecting home cleaning category. Grocery in particularly in this part of the region was probably underdeveloped in terms of the share of customers that buy grocery, the type of services. As you know, grocery usually is a large basket with many small value items, which is a bit different than the customary e-commerce where someone buys a shoe or buys a laptop or a phone. Uh, so definitely there has been a shift in the grocery category and things that customers consume uh, on, on, on daily basis. And that all has shifted online. Many of our partners that we work with have developed specific packaging that may be a bit bigger, more suited for online orders to make sure that we're meeting the demand of the customers. Obviously, the consumption also changed from buying smaller 
quantity in shops to or maybe gas stations and whatever things that you need to more uh, of online orders you order things you're more uh, you know structured in what you order and we've seen more structured kind of more bulk oriented a bit more bulk oriented a bit more quantity to drive for a full household than maybe if you're buying a, a a drink when you are in a gas station or a shop or you know in a mall so there's definitely been a change in the formats in the sizes as well I think some of the sizes have gone up in terms of what people are buying, consuming, because they're consuming it for home for a longer period of time. So definitely there's been some changes there as well. And in terms of you as a people manager, you know, Amazon Mina has 6,500 people under its employ. What are some of the legacies of work from home or fulfillment center practices that you think you're going to carry through longer term just as a, as a manager? I think just the initial takeaway was how do we kind of get organized around working remotely? Uh, What are things you may want to do differently as you work remotely? So we put in many things that where we check upon our members more often. We have chat groups that we continuously make sure everyone is included, informed. Uh, You know, so there were, we we look for signs where someone is maybe not as comfortable working from home to understand how we can empower him and enable him to do what he needs to do. So initially it was just how do we as a team get organized around this new way of working where we used to meet and discuss things and sometimes you read your social clues of someone being happy or unhappy. You don't need them to be as verbose. So we had to develop that cadence. And I think luckily... Amazon is in a situation where its technology, its innovation has come to play. So, you know, we have AWS, we already are working with teams, especially in this part of the world, in multiple countries. I have teams, for example, in Egypt, in Jordan, in Saudi Arabia, here in the UAE. And obviously with Amazon, many teams are in Europe and Seattle that we connect with often. So we as a company, we're used to working remotely with productivity tools. What changes that now your team also, you don't see them as often and we needed to make sure we over-iterate communication, make sure people understand the ownership of the projects, but mainly making sure that we have a good frequent dialogue with our team members to make sure that everyone is coming along. And I think most of the businesses that had to move to this kind of a cadence where you're working away uh, from uh, your office, had to develop some kind of a way to make sure that most team members are informed and connected. We did internal webinars. We do more what we call all hands, where we bring all our employees on calls. Obviously, most of it had to become more uh, virtual, uh, having employees ask more questions, me being available as a leader, and many of my country managers as well to their own teams to make sure that we're informing them frequently. And obviously, internally, we have wiki pages where a lot of the information related to the pandemic and what are the latest information is all available so employees stay connected and informed. Our working environment is healthy. At the same time, it's super safe. Uh, So we prioritize safety. And for that, most of the Amazon offices, you can come to the office if you really want to, but most of us are working from home. And from now, it's somewhere, you know, in the fourth quarter that we'll probably come back, depending how the pandemic and the situation in different countries. You see, like in the UAE, most of things are opening up. Other countries, things are starting to get worse. So there's no norm for every country to be the same. 
every different location has to look at its own cases, its own employee, the infrastructure on the ground of their ability to work and stay healthy. And then we make these decisions as we need to per, per country, really. So you've been an e-commerce leader in the region for 15 years. And what you're seeing now is certainly apocal in terms of the industry you're in. So what are some of the trends you think are going to be expedited as a result of this? First, I think, I mean, we're still grasping with safety capacity, the things we highlighted earlier. So I think it's a bit too early for everyone to say, you know, like the shift has happened and would remain. But we definitely have seen uh, customers shift a lot of their buying habits online. Uh, so it, it's not a novelty anymore. Everyone has a phone in this part of the world. We have an app on our phone that is massively used and every customer probably visits us. So overall, uh, e-commerce in general has seen a shift. We think this is a good thing because we had, as you had highlighted earlier, first providing a, a large enough catalog to meet the demand of all customers frequently, but also some customers were not shopping online in this part of the world. And with, I think, this, we're seeing definitely a shift toward more online buying. Will this remain post-pandemic when everything opens up? Some of it would definitely remain because customers got comfortable. And as you know, e-commerce does provide you choice, value, convenience. So there are the elements that have worked well everywhere else in the world. And I don't think the UAE and the region is less developed or less connected uh, or has less access to internet and local website than anywhere else in the world. Ronaldo Mushawar, VP of Amazon Mina, thank you so much for talking with me today. Thank you. Before we finish, here are the other stories you need to know about on the national.ae. Former managing partner of the now defunct private equity firm Abraj Group, Savendran Vidavet Pillay, consented to extradition to the U.S., where he faces fraud accusations related to the misappropriation of millions of dollars. Adnoc has secured the biggest ever energy infrastructure deal in the region. The transaction, the largest single global energy infrastructure deal this year, will unlock $10.1 billion in foreign direct investment into the UAE and is worth a total $20.7 billion. This week on a special edition of Business Extra, our own Mustafa Al-Rawi talks to Adnoc CFO, Ahmed Elzabi about the gas pipeline deal. Please do check that out. And that's it for today. If you have enjoyed this show, please do subscribe or leave a review. All that remains is to thank Arthur Edison and Aisha Khan for producing this episode as ever remotely. And thank you all for listening.